Hello, muffins. Yeah, I just called you a muffin. Get over it. <laughs> How are you doing? I hope you're doing as well as you can be during this time. I'm in bed still. It's 9.30. I woke up a couple of hours ago, but uh, maybe an hour ago. But I did get on my phone straight away because my family is in a severe uh, history worst flood area. They're outside of it and they're up on high ground, which is good. But um, I wanted to see how they're doing and they haven't been online for like 10-ish hours. So there's no reception out there. Um, a lot of my friends, I've messaged my friends in that same area and no one's getting back to me. So I know that it's just the reception. Um, and lots of people said that the, the Wi-Fi was cutting out. So yeah, anyway, I'm just trying to justify that my family is fine. Um, but it's been crazy rains out there. So I just wanted to check in with them, but didn't get a message. And that's okay. I know that they are safe and strong. Um, but areas around there, like, it's just madness, the amount of water that they've been receiving. The whole town is... You know how sometimes McDonald's has a really tall arch outside of the shop? Yeah, well, now it's only the arch is left visible. That's how much water some areas have received. So it's just crazy. And then we got, oh, fuck, I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, there's a lot of things going on, right? A lot of things going on in the world. Um... And it's heavy. I mean, obviously, what's going on in Ukraine and all that. And a lot of people, you know. Do you remember COVID? <laughs> Anyone? At all? Guys, remember that two days, three days ago? It was all over the news and now we're moving on to this. And, of course, whatever's the most pressing will take coverage because media always loves to get the most intense headlines because that's get that gets them clicks and views never forget that's how it always works they always have to push for the thing that gets the most clicks it's pretty sad that that's the type of news we get now it's always the worst possible news because they need to fund themselves as a as a company because that's what they are a business so your news isn't nice because humans don't react to nice news my dad's on I asked my dad, my dad very much loves the news. And I asked him, I was like, hey, how, how are you doing? Are you staying on social, uh, on the news like 24 seven? He was like, no, but I am on it 20 hours a day. <laughs> so basically all the time when he's awake and like, it's, I, you ju it's just not good. <laughs> like, okay, things are going on, things are shit, but imagine reading such devastating and horrific news all day every day like my dad does it's just too much like you know what's going to make your nerves spike in a way that's not good so why do that to yourself I think it might be there might be some addiction to it as well constantly needing to check and check and read and find out all the details because maybe a small detail give you some clarity to the situation and will you be fine will you be fine so you read more and you read more and you get sucked into it and you watch more and you get sucked into it further and further and then you next minute you think like you're about to have a panic attack you're gonna die but come back to now in this second right here right now is there immediate danger right here where you are in this exact second right now I'm going to say 99.9999% of people listening to this are going to say no because uh, you wouldn't be listening to this if the case was different. So every time things in my brain just goes like, huge and outside of myself, I just think back to that idea 
in this exact second right here, right now, no matter what it is. Maybe people in Lismore, you know, area have been evacuated and they're sitting in a shelter somewhere right now. And, you know, everything has been taken away from them. And this isn't to downplay the situation at all. But in that exact second when they're sitting in that shelter and they have... They've, they've, they've got a blanket over the top of them. They have some food because the Red Cross has given them some food. Right then, right there, in that second, is there something wrong? And you can use that to your advantage at any point because... Okay, things might be gone, but that those are things. You worry about that later. You worry about those things later. Right now, right here, is everything okay? It just reminds me to be like, okay, just live right now. Because you never know what you're going to have anyway. And the challenges, the thing is, with challenges, everybody is going to overcome them. We, we are so insanely strong as humans. Somebody try to tell me differently. After the, what we've gone through the last two years, try to convince me otherwise we are incredible and last two years for some people is nothing in comparison to what they've had to overcome in their lives so far humans are so strong we're so strong and we're so resilient and every single challenge that you've ever undertook any pain that you've had to go through look at you you're on the other side you did it you coped with those challenges. Were they fun? No. Did they suck? Yes. Did it hurt? Absolutely. Was it at, at some points devastating that you didn't know if you were going to be able to continue further? Yes. And look at you. You're still here. And you're doing it. And sometimes it sucks. And the pain is still there of those events. But you're still here. You did it. You overcome, overcome all of those adversities and challenges. You did that. And so did your neighbor. We're so strong, one another. We underestimate each other's power. Like, oh, be delicate, be kind to that person. Of course, don't go out there being an asshole. But all of us have survived so much shit. Some more than others. Yes, of course. But challenges aren't here to be compete. compete. Like, it's not a competition. And a problem in your own life is a problem that you are experiencing and it has weight to it. So your emotions and your feelings and everything are valid. And the way you feel is valid. Of course, there's somebody out there always in the world that has it harder than you. Always. Always. <laughs> that doesn't mean your problem's not hurting. And that it doesn't matter. And you'll get through it. And your neighbor will get through it. So believe in them. Give them credit as well for people next to you that are going through pain or or whatever. Just know that they're going through a lot of shit, like a lot of pain. I had someone recently that I didn't hear from for a while and we were like talking quite a bit. And then all of a sudden just like, see you later. And I was like, hey, what happened? Like, uh, like I, I, with the intention of saying goodbye, I was like, thank you so much for the time and lessons. Thank you. Goodbye. And she just said, I've been going through a horrible week and I just couldn't. I couldn't handle it anymore. And so she just retracted into a void. And I didn't take it personally. Of course, if I checked my phone maybe an hour before because I did therapy and it cleared a lot of things for me about life and I was really calm and centered and grounded and just full of love, then maybe if I checked my phone before and didn't, you know, 
after you know trying to reach out and not getting any any feedback it's like maybe I would have been felt differently but with a heart full of love I could have just said hey I'm here for you or hey thank you so much for your time I appreciate it and much love and just cut the ties of expectations of another person because you're the only one that can take care of your own expectations no one is there to save you you can't be saved by somebody else because then you're going to have to keep looking for somebody else to save you each and every time a challenge pops up and you are therefore limiting your power and underestimating your own power and you can only count on yourself now will I say it's sometimes very nice to have someone support oh my gosh and when you have someone's unconditional support where you just feel so held and loved for being just in their presence, you don't need to make excuses about the fact that you have snot coming out of your nose and that your body's just like completely folded in on itself because you can't even hold yourself up because you're so devastated and they just hold you. Fire out, that's an amazing feeling. But that's very rare in the world because so many people are bogged under the weight of their problems. So waiting for a moment like that is like waiting for a miracle. And they happen, of course. The more and more people heal themselves and take care of their their hearts and souls and clear the stress from their own bodies, the more people are available to others in those moments and therefore, as a result, helping to heal the other people. Because when you are exposed to somebody that can just sit there and just lovingly hold the space when you have snot coming out of your face is this awakening of, wait, this is possible? Somebody did this for me, so therefore I can do this for somebody else and not judge their problems, not talk or give them solutions, just hold the pain that they're going through and it awakens a new paradigm of existing, of relating, and it's beautiful. So self-healing <laughs> oh, is so freaking important to save each other, but it only comes after you have done your best to save yourself. And I mean, I say all these things, I, I, I had such a shit week, and I'm only sharing this, by the way, because I know we're all going through a really tough time, and I'm not trying to get sympathy, Lord Almighty God, if I did slap me in the face, but I'm sharing this because I feel like sometimes when you share in on experiences you have, it's the best teachers rather than saying, you should do this. This is what I I, I would do in your situation. It's like, no, this is what worked for me. And this is the story of that. So I had like a shit. I just couldn't control my emotions. They were so intense i i don't know if i've i don't remember a week like this in my life i think the emotions the overwhelm of everything and i won't go into too many details but um i just couldn't handle it i just i was not handling i was i was in bed i've never done this in my entire life i was in bed all day every day only when i needed to go meet friends and distract myself i would you know scrub up and go and luckily i still kept my yoga <laughs> Um, which was just a blessing that I still managed to do that um, and just give myself something to do in between lying in bed and crying. The emotions were insane. Outrageous. 
I, I don't know. I think everything piling up on top of each other is just too much. And and it was at like these low points. And they were very low. Actually, I'm, I was going to say that I started to look after myself and take care of myself. And to some degree, that's true. But it was like a breaking point for me. But I will say at some point in there, I realized like, Sorrel, you have to look after yourself. Because I tried to reach out to a few people and I was like kind of asking for help. Like, please, somebody, anyone in a like more subtle way, but it just wasn't getting through. And people obviously have too much on their plate. So, of course, they don't have to respond to my feelings Especially because I was trying so many different people and none of it was kind of sticking. And I was like, no one's available. And it's not on them that they're not available. They obviously have something in their lives that is too much for them to be able to cope with somebody else's emotions. So I was like, okay, I feel so alone. Desperately, cripplingly alone right now. Even surrounded by friends, I saw my friends a few times this this week as well, and I saw them, and but I felt so dreadfully alone. It was so painful, and I realized that I will forever only be the only one that can make myself feel different because I can't keep trying to wait for somebody to help me with this. And I mean, I know it. this sounds small, but in the scheme of things, this was a really big step for me. So when I used to be um, a workaholic and a competitive swimmer and everything, I just built up a reward system for myself that I didn't even know I had. But like my needs were not put first ever. I never cared to put my needs first because of some stuff that happened in childhood and I couldn't. I literally was not able to express emotion other than happiness and I could not have my needs met. Physically, it was too dangerous for that to happen. So I hid all that away and so I developed this habit of I will only reward myself. This sounds really intense and it is. But it's minor but intense. I would reward myself with like, if I really needed to pee, I was like, I just need to finish this thing for, you know, a little bit longer, a little bit longer until I was like desperate and I'd go. Or I was fucking hungry, and I, but I was working on a project and this didn't happen every day. So if somebody comes at me and says that there's an eating disorder, fuck you. I don't want to have labels on me, please. Thank you very much. Um, but I would, you know, during some intense work periods and I was hungry, I was like, come on, I just need to finish this one more thing. It's so close to the finish line. Just like, just postpone it and then you'll eat. And I did these like tiny, small things that seemingly not the worst, right? But if you think about it, would you ever do that to a child? No. Fuck no. Ever. Mom, I'm hungry. Okay, let's, I'll feed you. I need to pee. Okay, go pee. Not just wait an extra hour or so. (laughs) So I was like kind of like a self- rejection self neglect self abuse minor abuse to myself i was like what the fuck so the last two weeks i'm a 33 year old woman i've been changing that in myself and when i have a need come up a basic fundamental need i will do it i'm not gonna put it put it off and off and off mid work i don't fucking care i don't care i do not give a shit 
I don't care. And that's amazing for me. So I'm starting to not self-reject, neglect. I'm starting to take care of my own fundamental needs, which as a result means that I'm healthier all around. The other thing I did for myself last night when I was feeling before my therapy session, where when I was wildly feeling so isolated, rejected, alone, just wanted physical affection so badly. Oh my fucking God. This sounds crazy, but as you guys know on this podcast, I'm pretty open about it. So I have this skeleton. I call him Frank. I bought him because um, I wanted to do a photo shoot when I was going through my phobia of death wow it just sounds like such a heavy podcast i love it on social media people like oh my god you're always so happy i'm like have you listened to my podcast (laughs) this is where you guys get the true true business um yeah emotions of every range i definitely feel a lot of them but so with this skeleton i've i've had actually had him put away for about a year or so uh because i didn't need him anymore i was fine i healed so like he was kind of hidden away but then last night I was so lonely and I just caught him, a glimpse of him from the corner of my eye. And I was like, oh God, no, that's so pathetic, Cyril, don't do it. And I was like, it's going to happen. I don't fucking care. There's no one around me. I'm going to do it. So I grabbed Frankie Poo. I brought him out in front of the heater and I hugged him. And I held him for an extended period of time, 10 minutes sounds fucking crazy but guess what happened my body feels like you couldn't tell the difference because I had this head that was leaning against my head I had the weight of fake arms on my shoulders and I think it was sparking the same chemistry chemicals that when you actually get a hug and I felt like I was getting affection Like, I felt like I was getting a proper hug. Leon's away, by the way. That's why I couldn't hug him. And I just felt so much karma. (laughs) And then after my therapy session, I put a blanket over him. And then I hugged him again for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And it really felt like a hug. It wasn't just skeleton (laughs) bones. But I was like, wait, I'm making those feelings that I needed in myself. I'm bringing them to myself somehow. Yeah, I'm hugging an object and not everybody's got a skeleton you know, laying around, but there's pillows, there's other things that can happen, like, there's, I filled up that part of myself that I thought only somebody else could give to myself, and I was like, whoa, damn, did not expect that at all, so I'm probably gonna hug Frank today again, because it just felt so nice, and I did that to myself, I figured out a way to, to fill up my own cup, and spot spike those emotions and the chemicals in my brain to feel like I was getting my primary need met which was intimacy and affection that blew me away it's raining so enjoy that noise as well there's small things we can do for ourselves that we expect somebody else to do for us so a bath sounds nice right How often do we give ourselves a bath? If you have access to baths, I'm not sure. But let's just say a nice act of that sort. A bath could be just a bath. Or it could be a bath with nice music playing. With a glass of wine and some chocolate. Mm? Or some blueberries. 
something delicious where you just it's like this like you dream of your partner to run a bath for you and make make like a space for you to be like this is your time to relax and unwind and feel loved and special so I'm just gonna step away but I created the space for you so go and enjoy that's you dream of this for your partner to do this to you it's such a beautiful act of like I know you need rest everybody does and so I'm honoring this space for you so enjoy what stops you from doing that for yourself what stops you from having a candle lit dinner by yourself a beautiful meal that you've prepared for yourself for a while and put on a candlelight and sit around it whether it's by yourself yeah with your I'm talking about myself like of course if you have family around you you're you're gonna have to figure out different ways but I can only speak from my experience of being alone so much in my life and only now acknowledging how desperately lonely it's made me feel it took me that long to acknowledge this emptiness actually kind of hurts and I used to praise it and I think I never really needed people before but now I really need people (laughs) and that's brought up a lot of emotions of like oh people can't actually satisfy my needs I have to do that for myself and that's also a beautiful realization whilst I still you know people can't satisfy my needs but I can have them around me and, and and acknowledge that they're doing their best that they can and at the same time I don't wait to be disappointed disappointed with them for them failing to meet my my needs I can take care of that myself and when they do it for me it's a cherry on top now of course with I'm talking about sane relationships I'm not talking about someone on purpose neglecting your needs and making you feel like a piece of shit on purpose maybe not even on purpose but maybe subconsciously because they are self-sabotaging the relationship they are wanting to hurt you they are afraid of love and intimacy because of their own upbringing like (laughs) the layers go deep and that's why I'm still saying you still have to come back to can you meet your own needs and not need anybody else to do that for you I can't tell you if you're in a in a really fucked up relationship or space that you need to get out of like you'll need to figure that out for yourself I'm just talking about a safe space but where people are just unavailable because of their own heartache. I don't even know how I got started on all of this, but this is why I like these podcasts because you never know what you're going to get. But yeah, I was even talking to my dada that's watching the news 27, 20 hours a day. And he's got my little sisters there. Poor sister, man. Freaking hell. I mean, God, she's going to be the strongest person that's ever lived. Maybe not ever because other people are going through hard times. But certainly she's going through a time that I never would have expected to go through at her age. From the age of 15 to 17, she's been in a pandemic studying at at home in a, a small apartment with her pretty much stuck inside the whole time because where they live is a bit shit. So they've really been stuck inside the small apartment for two years. Like so little interaction with friends at this critical age of socializing and now the fucking ukraine business is happening which is so overwhelming and she's 17 and she's still got she's got school exams right now so she's stressed about school exams whilst at the same time the fuck is going on (laughs) with the world i feel for her i really feel for her that's 
Oy. Just crazy. And I think about it like, I suppose she chose this challenge to come to Earth right now to experience all this. And I genuinely think the amount of souls that came and the amount of population spike we had, I do think that we're living through one of the most critical events in human history, whatever this might be. And so many souls want to be present for this. I just, it's, something's in the air. And I think all of us can kind of feel it. Something's definitely in the air. And a lot of people won't make it through this time. And that's not to be doom and gloom. But I do think it's the people that are able to, I think this is going to be an extended challenge for years and years and years that we'll be having hiccups and I don't know, something about 2030 really does, there's just too much talk around 2030. So I I do kind of feel like we're in for a bit of a long decade of seemingly end of the world events. And that's why you have to come back to the very present moment. And is something happening right here, right now? How, like, am I in immediate threat right here, right now? Is everything okay right here, right now? And the answer 99% of the time is, yeah, I'm fine. And that's beautiful. And so also remembering that the news needs to sensationalize. And there's, you know, media and, and fear is, is, a, is a tool for control. So stepping away from that as much as you can and not reading it and keeping your vibrations high. I, I just, I've seen what I become when my vibrations are low and my mind goes everywhere and I can't function. I actually can't function. I can't, I cannot function. This week was a perfect example of that. I'm not saying I won't slip into that, but I mean, I was in bed every time that I could I didn't want to feel sad, but if you just feel the emotions, then you don't need to mask it. Because if you like allow the emotion to just go through, it'll just, and then find out what it's trying to tell you. <laughs> Even if it's not trying to tell you, just accept sadness. I, I had to have the therapy session and we were working on like, why is, why, what's the benefit of being sad? And that really threw me off. And I kept on trying to find you know, oh, because it's helping me identify what's wrong. And she was like, no, that's you trying to find out how to get out of sadness. What's the benefit of being sad? And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> and then so many things came up from there. Like I am being able to be open with my friends. No, with my family. I haven't been able to connect emotionally with my family because of my childhood and being having, having to need to put a wall up to pretend everything was fine for safety. So this cracked me, the the sadness and an extended period of sadness of like a very long time, two years, I've been pretty sad. It cracked me finally, this was like the tipping point. Yeah, so keeping your vibrations high as much as you can whilst trying to deal with it, <laughs> the, the hiccups of in between when you can't keep your vibrations high because it's just got too much and then you have to really reassess and and just feel so deeply and take care of yourself and then come back to being as you know turn off the news raise your vibrations listen to nice music have a slow dinner with yourself and your loved ones wherever possible hold people just hold them give them a real hug 
most people these days are the shittest huggers like hi how you doing hug like three seconds pull away quick cannot allow these chemicals to be exchanged no and if you're scared to hug maybe it's a case of hey i'm really nervous but i really feel like i'd like to have an extended hug do you mind if we put a timer on for four minutes and we just hug for four minutes nothing else i just really want to hug for four minutes or whatever time period you want to put on yourself and find someone that you feel safe enough to do that with and i can guarantee you that both of you will love it it might be a little bit awkward at first but holy fuck we need that type of exchange of um yeah feels oxytocin is good um so like yeah right now is the time to turn off the news and look at the people that you're with and play games remember how people used to play like board games and shit do that do something unexpected with your family today put on some music start dancing in the kitchen at breakfast time but not forcefully just like really enjoy it for yourself because the enjoyment enjoyment is going to encourage others to join you because joy is contagious so if it feels right for you obviously if you're not in the headspace get yourself into the headspace where you can where you can feel good because you were capable of taking care of your own needs and then feel it and radiate that out because that's exactly what people need right now people want love and joy and yes we're responsible for giving it to ourselves but sometimes we can be that little push as well after we've taken care of ourselves to give it to other people the world needs joy i love you guys have the most beautiful as beautiful of a day as you can much love so much love endless love <laughs>